Hi, thank you so much for joining me today. Today the title of my message is An Invitation from Jesus. So let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you so much that you want to be where we are. We thank you so much that it's your desire to come and live on the inside of us and be our God and make our life beautiful. We thank you so much that you want us to be in in peace, you want us to be in harmony, and you want all of our dreams to be fulfilled. We, we thank you and praise you so much that you're here and that you want to show us to have show us how to have all that good. We love you and we praise you and give you all the glory. You're so good. God is so good. He's so in love with us. And today he's inviting us to come. To, he's inviting us to invite him to come and live on the inside of us. He said in Revelation 3.20 that he's already knocking at the door of our heart. And if we invite him in, he's going to come in and have supper with us. He's going to dine with us. I like the Message Bible because it says that he's standing there. He said, look, here I am. And if we invite him in, then he's going to come in. And he said the conquerors are going to sit next to him, which gives us a, a, an idea, a knowledge of the revelation of really when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, that it's not just a prayer. He's calling us to be conquerors. He's calling us to be conquerors as he is. Um, in John 3, Nicodemus was asking Jesus how to be born again. Because when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, you are. You're born again. You're born of the Spirit. And that's what Jesus told him. And then when you're born of the Spirit, you see things the way you never saw them before. You see things in the Spirit. You have knowledge and revelation that you didn't have before because Jesus is living right there on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit comes. He told the disciples that the Holy Spirit would come and they would be empowered from on high. So it's not just a, a prayer that you get to go to heaven, but it's a prayer where you're inviting Jesus in to live on the inside of you. And then you're empowered by him. You're endued with power to go and to do what he was doing. And so when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, that's really what it's about. And today he's inviting you to come and share in the life that he has, the life that he lives. That's what it's about. He's saying that you're going to live in the spirit rather than in the flesh. When he came, he didn't conform to how we live, but he lived the Father's way. He lived in the spirit. He lived according to what life is lived in heaven. And that's what he's asking us to do for him. When we commit to him and ask him to come and live on the inside of us, that's, that's really what he's saying. He's asking us, if you believe, and then um, I'm, I'm living on the inside of you, then you are going to be that conqueror. And you're going to do what I was doing. You're going to be empowered to do that. God's power, the Holy Spirit, is going to come and live on the inside of us. That's what he said. And he said he would tell us things that we need to know. He would remind us of things Jesus said. He would tell us things to come. He'd be our counselor, our standby, anything that we needed. And he said those who believed in him, that's what would happen. 
we would have his power living on the inside of us, and then we would go and do the things that he did. We would represent him. When he was here, he said, I only do and say what the Father tells me to say. And so that is what he's calling us to do, to, to do that thing that he called us to do for him. And so the invitation is, would you come and be a part of me, be a part of my kingdom, and be a part of what I'm doing right here on the earth? He needs us to do that, and that's why we, he, he said that his power, the Holy Spirit, was going to come and live on the inside of us to do his work. The greater work is living in heaven on the earth, living in his kingdom with his power, his way on the earth. That's what he's saying to us today. He's inviting us to be a part of his kingdom. And But the, the thing is, is that you have to invite him. You have to say yes to him. He's laying it out there. He's saying, this is what it's about. It's about committing to me. It's about doing the work that I'm calling you to do and right here on the earth and preparing the way for me. Letting me work through you is what he's saying. And we all have an exciting part in that plan. Um, we have an exciting part because we're, we're a part of preparing the way for him and there's much that needs to be done. I just feel him prompting me um, this morning. I was thinking about you know, so many people are trying to get in with the right people. When you went to school, you wanted to be in with the cool gang and, you know, you would just go after what you thought was good. And then as adults, you know, we all have our little circles and some adults think they're better than other adults and some of us, we just don't have anything in common. And, and what Jesus is saying is that in my circle, all you have to do is be in agreement with me, that no one is greater than the other. He doesn't love or favor anyone more than the other, but he's asking us to just be a part of, be, be in oneness with him, be in agreement with him. And so that's really what it's about when you're in relationship with him, when you're in agreement with him, then you're going to be doing that work here because you said you believe you're making a commitment to him to live in his kingdom. And then when you leave here, you're going to live with him. When you leave here, you're going to spend eternity with him. And so that's what that commitment's about. It's not, it's not a ticket to heaven. It's not just saying a prayer that you think is going to get you to heaven. But it's a commitment, and he wants you to know that. He's planning for his return, and he has a great part for you to do. And it's going to bring you happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. And he's inviting you to be that conqueror. And I really like the way Revelation says that because when we live in his kingdom, when we're committed to him, we're conquerors. It, and it is a fight to believe. And that's the other part of that commitment is that you're going to believe. You're going to have that faith action of believing as Jesus believed. Believe that you can do the work that he said you could do. Believe that he's going to do um, the things that he said he would do. A conqueror isn't someone that quits and gives up. 
And that commitment is um, a commitment that you're going to have to work at. It's a work to be a Christian. It's a work to be Christ-like. It is um, to believe, to commit to him, to spend time with him, to get the word in your heart. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word is God. To get that word in your heart is a commitment. It's work. It takes time. It's a fight. You know, the enemy, he puts so much pressure on you just not to do that part. And he, Jesus said in Mark 4, as soon as you hear the word, I like to say, and as soon as you try to hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. He's going to try to take it before you ever get that far. And so you have to make it a practice. Hearing the word of God is mostly a fight when you just start. But when you just make it a, a practice and you do it every day and every day, it just becomes a habit because Jesus is your relationship. He's not just a prayer, prayer that you prayed and you put it off. And then on that day, hope something's going to happen, that you're going to go live with him. But living with him every day is a relationship. And you start knowing what he's thinking. He makes things clear to you. He directs your path. He shows you the great thing he has for you to do. And your life isn't ordinary anymore. You're not living in the world anymore. You're living in the kingdom of God right here on the earth with him on the inside of you. And he's your power, he's your source, he's your happiness, he's everything. And you want that in your life. You don't want to just say a prayer and then wing it and hope that you get in the door at the last minute. But you want to have that relationship with him. And it's a fight. It's a fight because you're going against everything that's natural in the world. But you're not natural anymore because you have a supernatural being living on the inside of you. And if he's living on the inside of you, then you're going to get through life his way. You're going to have the most beautiful life that you can have. You're going to have fullness of joy. You're going to have fullness of life because he's guiding your steps. So if you never asked him to come and live on the inside of you, actually I wanted to read to you Revelation 3.20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears and listens and heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come in and I will eat with him, and he will eat with me. And, you know, I'm glad I, I remembered to read this, because if he listens and heeds my voice, that's part of that relationship, is, is you have to take heed. You have to listen and obey him. And you want to do that because he knows the plan. He has the good plan. He knows the way to, to good. And if you don't listen to him, the enemy is going to take over your life. And he, of course, is out to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. But it's a life that you choose. And so if the enemy, if you don't make that choice, or if you just say that prayer thinking you don't have to change your life, you don't have to live extraordinary, but you, you still live that same life you lived before, then he's going to take over and he's going to ruin your life and he's going to drag you alongside of him. And you're not going to have that perfect life that God wants you to have. Perfect meaning good in every way, mature, growing up to be like him. It's tough and it's perfect and it's beautiful at the same time. 
And the reason it's tough is because we're so conformed to the world and we got to get that fixed. We got to get let him straighten us out. Jesus said to the disciples, you are clean. I've washed you. You're clean already. Um, washed with the word. And that's what the word of God does. It gives us revelation, knowledge. It teaches us. And we have truth happening in our life. And the truth sets us free. We're not imprisoned anymore. It's, it's, it's amazing what God does in us. So if you'd like to ask him to come and live on the inside of you for the first time, or if you'd like to recommit to him because you thought it was just a prayer, then I'd love to pray that prayer with you. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much for your revelation knowledge, for your truth, for your wisdom, so that we can know how to live well in your kingdom, so we can represent you, so that we can show others who you are, those who don't know you. Lord, we just repent of any lie that we thought, thinking we could just say a prayer and, and we're good, and we just want to serve you. We want to commit to you and be a part of what you're doing in this day on the earth. We thank you so much that you're so in love with your children. You're so in love with all of us that you just keep reaching out and reaching out. And we know someday there's going to be suddenly and you're going to be here. And we thank you and praise you that you are preparing us for that day. We thank you that it's not your will that one should perish. And so we just receive you openly. Correct us and teach us and help us to be as committed to you as you are to us. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. He's so good. And if you said that prayer, he is indeed living on the inside of you. And he's going to teach you. And your part is to heed his voice. If you heed his voice and obey him, then he's going to hang out with you. If you disregard what he says, you can say that prayer and still disregard what he said. He said in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, many on that day are going to say, Lord, we did this in your name and that in your name. And he's going to say away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. And so you can say that prayer and practice lawlessness and think you're a Christian, but he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you. And so when you don't take heed to his voice, when you don't obey him, then you're pushing him away. You're rejecting him. And so on that day, he's not really rejecting you, but he's just finishing what, um, finishing the thing that you did, which is started to reject him. And remember, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he is a voice. Corinthians tells us to take captive every thought because he's a voice, and he's going to tell you it's too hard. He's going to tell you Jesus isn't real. He's going to tell you any lie he can think of or get you to believe because he doesn't want you going to heaven. He doesn't want you living in heaven on, uh, in heaven on the earth. He doesn't want you representing the Father. He wants you to fail. He wants you to fall. He wants you to fall away from God and believe his lies. And that's why you have to know the word of God so you can compare. Um, so you can compare notes. The enemy isn't going to sound like the word, but the word says he does come to try to trick you. He comes dressed as an angel of light, and God will sound like his word. He will repeat his word. He's God. He's so in love with you. And so he's reaching out to you. He's giving us time to prepare for his return. And he's calling us to help prepare the way for him, to be a witness for him, to show who he is, to bring glory to his name by being in agreement with him. So if 
you said that prayer, thanks so much for letting me know ahead of time. I'm thanking you ahead of time for letting me know. And um, thanks for listening today. God bless you.